as you want to know what the Argyle album is. That's about it. I mean, it's your business, whatever it is, so I can't ask it. <laughs> You're a smart boy. But ask anyhow. What is the Argyle album? Good. Now, how shall I begin? You're not really going to tell me. Hey, it's got to a point where I think I ought to share it with somebody. Probably somebody like myself. Who thinks like me. But I'm going to ask you not to use this. Unless I'm not in a position to. It's a deal. Well, you know what an album is. This is quite a fancy looking one. White tooled leather bound. And a flaming crimson double-headed eagle crest etched on the cover. It's an impossible item. Maybe, maybe you better take it easy, Mr. Pierce. You... You were going to call me Al. Okay, I'll maybe you better do it. No, I'm all right. I'm all right. It's... I guess I'm... I guess I'm a little dizzy here. Want the doctor? Since I from a heart attack, as our reporter friend here claims, 
Often the knife wound. I can't really tell you yet. Indications are that it might be either. You see, in either case, the heart was stopped. Yeah, the heart usually stops in case of death, doesn't it, Doc? The only thing is, I took his pulse before I left the room. There was no pulse. That scalpel could just as well have been stuck in a loaf of bread for all Mr. the damage. Mr. why did you leave the dead man unreported? Why'd you leave that photography here without telling the nurse? I was a reporter with a scoop. Who'd you expect me to leave here? Somebody from the Express? Nurse, were you outside the door the whole time? Yes, sir, with the reporters. And nobody came out except Mr. Mitchell. The photographer went in, but he never came out. No. Uh, take a gander in the bathroom, Haggerty. There's nobody here, Dick. Marcuson, are those windows locked? Yes, sir. Locked room case, horselip. Should bring out your Scotland Yard train. Mitchell, you're in too tough a spot to be fresh. Oh, if I could just get an angle. Must be an angle. He got up, sore, and started looking around himself. He walked over to the white bed screen in the corner. It's funny, he stood there all the time, such a natural piece of hospital equipment, you never noticed it. Oh, it took my chances and opened the door. 
Stifler. About five foot seven of the most interesting stuff I ever remember seeing. Not not young, mind you. They're angelic, but gorgeous and smart looking. Sweet voiced. Hello there. Who are you? May I come in? Yeah, sure, it's your risk. Who are you? You may call me Marla, Mr. Mitchell. And I want the Argyle album. Just like that? No, not just like that. I could be nasty, you know. After all, the police want you. <laughs> no, Marla, that doesn't worry me at all. I just don't think you make it a policy to have traffic with the police. An astute youngster. I like you. I like you, too, but I haven't time. I'll give you $500 for it. I don't even know what it is. What is the Argyle album? 10000 Without a breath, that's some jump. Ten thousand? I'm really sorry, Marla. That's what I wanted to know. Not for sale. Well? She moves her casually and directly to the door and opens it so quickly that I hadn't even got out of my chair before her two boyfriends stepped in. The first one looked like a round-faced, pleasant businessman. Hair slightly gray, nice smile. The one who followed him had the square, low-cut, irresistible appearance of a medium-sized tank. Mr. Winter and Mr. Hobry. Mr. Mitchell. How do you do? Mr. Mitchell. He's not terribly cooperative. Oh, no? He doesn't perform, not for love, not for money. Very stubborn. <laughs> she really didn't try to love, Mr. Winter. <laughs> From what I know of Marla, that's hard to believe, eh, Marla? <laughs> so... So you're stubborn, Mr. Mitchell. A stubborn murderer. I'll repeat my question. What is the Argyle album? You are a gifted actor. Uh, never mind forgetting, Mr. Winter. Isn't $10,000 enough? That's the best we can offer and still make a profit. Let's not waste time. Have it your way, son. Kill! Yeah. The big guy stepped toward me. I ducked and took the table from him. Joe pushed it aside like it was natural. His left hand lashed out and he had the lapels of my coat, and I was lifting till only my shoe tips touched the floor. I was helpless as a baby. He started slapping my face, front hand and back. It kept up and up like a hot lick on the drums, and the agony was unbearable. He stopped. I waited like the way between pauses of the dentist's drill, multiplied by a million. I must have moved suddenly because I saw the small eyes flicker and a huge fist come swinging in my face. I wanted to duck, but I couldn't. My hands were torn from the front of my face, and it, it came shocks of intolerable pain like searing flames. Then the flames flickered and went out. are bringing you a star, Mr. Robert Taylor, in The Argyle Album by Cyril Enfield. Roma Wine's presentation tonight in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Between the acts of suspense, this is Truman Bradley for Roma Wine. Happy days ahead, the gay, festive season when guests call, and hospitality is the order of the day. And what better order for your guests than Roma California Sherry? 
Yes, serving delicious Roma sherry is a gracious American custom. As an appetizer, Roma sherry is the perfect first call for dinner. And because gold and amber, Roma sherry is a mellow wine with tempting fragrance, natural sweetness, and nut-like taste. It's a delightful treat any time. If you prefer a dry sherry, Roma California Pale Dry Sherry is made especially to suit your taste. For smart hospitality, get both Roma sherries and give your guests their choice. Like all Roma wines, Roma sherry is a true wine, unvaryingly good always. And Roma's new low prices save you as much as one-fourth. Insist on Roma, R-O-M-A, Roma wine, for uniformly fine quality at low cost. Remember, more Americans enjoy Roma than any other wine. And now Roma wines bring back to our Hollywood town stage Robert Taylor as reporter Harry Mitchell in The Argyle Album, a play well calculated to keep you in suspense. You're a nice boy. You know, I could just press 
lost my thumbs here at your windpipe, and you couldn't even yell. You don't think I'd have given you a chance like this if I really cared? You're not kidding me. That's the excuse I'll give you later. But you choked me and you couldn't yell. You go down the fire escape, I'll give you plenty of time before I call them. I don't figure. What's in it for you? We'll see each other again, won't we? You'll find it. Found the woman, very dead indeed, but there was no man. Sure, but 
He didn't look alive when I saw him. Well, he wasn't there. Well, I'm only telling you what now, I Now, what do you expect us to do with you? Oh, look beyond suspicion of murder. The murder of who might I ask? Alan Pierce, naturally. Hey, do you want to confess? It's not bargain day to day, Lieutenant. Well, it's just an angle. Say, did the autopsy on Pierce come through? I was wondering why you gave yourself up. Yeah. He died of heart failure, like you claimed, only because he was so loaded with dope, even a normal heart would give out. Dope, you? You mean poison? Same thing. Too much medicine. And Dr. Van Selben, the one who dosed him, has disappeared. Took a powder. You're not even runner-up for suspect now, Mitchell. Hey, maybe... Maybe the one who stuck the scalpel into Pierce just, just wanted to create suspicious circumstances around the deck just to be sure there'd be an autopsy. That's an angle. Now about Pinky. And, and how did the murderer get in and out of the room? Well, that's an angle. Hey, look, Mitchell, do you want to be held? Oh, I don't. Want... Stop asking questions I can't answer. Go on, beat it. <laughs> Uh, 
Isn't this uh, indulgence in violence a strange occupation for a man like Gerald Avery? Not at all, Mr. Avery. A man doesn't become an international power by going to Sunday school every week. You decided nobody could do your dirty work for you better than yourself. I suppose you thought you needed help, so you got a professional adventurous like Marla to work with you on the grounds that you yourself were an adventurer, a blackmailer. Same goes for Gil here. Your time's run over, Mitchell. And Pinky. Of course, it doesn't bother you that you killed a nice guy with a nice family. To you, he is only in the way. You stuck the scalpel into Pierce's corpse to save yourself some more trouble. The trouble of paying off Dr. Van Selden. He'll probably show up floating. You dragged Pinky behind the screen and you got behind William and hid. Then when all the doctors and attendants broke into the room and rushed around Pierce's bed, you stepped out casually from behind the screen and mingled with the crowd. You were dressed for the part. <clears throat> uh, as a reporter, Mr. Mitchell, did you describe that exploit as daring or brilliant? Oh, Mr. Avery, I'd use the word selfish, traitorous, foul. Your morality sickens me. No, Mr. Now, Mitchell. there's only one more thing you didn't count on. Gil here. Gil has Gil nothing to do with this. Oh, yes, Keep he has. your mouth. I'll do nothing on the sword. I'll tell you. Let him talk. Why, Gil, you fool. Let go of my arm. Let him talk. Thanks, Gil. And just keep hold of his arm, will you? Talk. Okay. As I was saying, Mr. Avery, you forgot that Marla and Gil have been playing along with you because they figured you were their kind. There's a certain honor among little crooks, but not among you big-timers, Mr. Avery. Now you have the album, the album that couldn't hurt anybody but yourself. Who's the blackmail? Where's the payoff? Gil's wondering what's going to protect his interests, aren't you, Gil? He knows now what's happened to Dr. Van Felben. You see, he figured you for an honest crook, not a big-timer. You're not listening to him, Gil. He's only playing for time, only trying to save his own miserable skin. I'll pay you off, Gil. I'll pay you more than you ever dreamed. Oh, you really are, Gerald K. Avery, huh? Don't be an idiot, Gil. You cooperate with me and... Long, long 